It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, Saturday Friends. We're back. Saturday Friends on a Sunday recording live at KCRH 89.9 FM, the East Bay's Best Variety. The the Sunday Friends Club, long gone. <laughs> had, to, had to take them out in the uh, the terrible aftermath of today's episode. Uh, hi, I'm uh, I'm Josh here with the Saturday Friends Club, your, uh, your nostalgic look back at movies that we liked and to figure out if they're still good or leave permanent scars on all of us. Uh, Sabrina's here. No, I'm not Sabrina. I am now Sabrina. <laughs> what kind of Kojima-ass stuff are you doing here? I'm big Sabrina now. <laughs> Ooh, that would be... Can, like, can we get Kojima on her life story? <laughs> Mads Mickelson is there for some reason. He's hot, so he I... He can be your I, dad. He's hot, so I don't care. I will take him. All right. Uh, and, Her- and Keanu Reeves, ironically. Another, uh, yeah, another, pop- like, another hot dad that you want. All the hot dads. Oh, he's the saddest dad ever. <laughs> <laughs> you got sad dad, mad dad, glad dad, <laughs> bad dad. <laughs> Man, he rides in on a motorcycle. Bad dad is <laughs> just so bad. And, uh, whatever he, and whatever he is in Devil's Advocate. Southern dad, lawyer dad. Can't, uh, can't act, Dad. Hi, hi, Dad. Eric, Dad. <laughs> hi. Um, I guess I'm Kyle, Dad. Today, then. Kyle, Dad. We're, uh, we're Everyone's all... Dad except me. I'm Nuclear Sabrina. <laughs> nuclear Sabrina, Dad. In the, in the apocalypse, hey, we're all either hey, daddies hey. or nuclear. Hey, Josh. Ooh. Yes. Nuclear. Nuclear. Don't bring this up on air. Nuclear. Oh. Nuclear. So, uh, okay. Uh, by the way, Saturday Friends Club, we're going to be covering threads, but I guess we're covering this right now. We got, uh, it it kind of goes with it because it was a word you couldn't say. We, right. We're uh, we're a little. Yeah, we're all got the silly as we're trying to get focused for this episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, a little bit of background is that I grew up in a particularly southern household in Alabama. Um, and if you grew up in a northern household in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Don't show anyone the carpet bags. <laughs> you put that blue uniform away right now. Uh, but um, yeah, it was one of those things that if we all remember, George W. Bush had the problem saying nuclear, and I had problems as well growing up saying nuclear because I'd say nuclear, nuclear. <laughs> so there, that's the story. No, that's not it. And then his, they said his accent was so bad in Alabama that he had to go to grammar school yeah. to fix his accent. I took speech <laughs> classes. Look how much better I've gotten. Now you can't even tell you're from the South. Not really. I mean, there's a little bit. There's a twang. Just a little, a, little bit. A twang. You've lived in California so long, it's better. I know. They've destroyed me. That's fine. You know what else gets destroyed? The, the world. world. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So as said, uh, we are so we're kind of doing stuff out of order because basically to keep our energy up uh, with this particular set of three episodes, we're going out of order. So this is going to be our like January yes. harsh midwinter. When, when you hear this, it will be January 2020, the year of our Lord. If you go unless Christ. you're listening live. Right. Uh, you know, at then sat, we're sorry. At satfriendsclub.com, uh, where you can find this uh, and the posted to the podcast. So, uh, But we need to do this because this is a, oh boy. This is, uh, this, is, this, is, this is an episode. Yeah, this is the harsh midwinter, which just tends to happen that January is always our episodes where we start doing the real big bummers. 
Well, I think it's because it's like we 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 just finished Christmas. I think like all the the like the eggnog hangovers have worn off a little we, bit. We need to have a, a a palate cleanser from all the saccharin sweet. Uh, yeah, th- there's like not much like after January. Like once you after you recover from New Year's, it's like what pre- like what we got President's Day coming up, I guess. Woo! Valentine's Day, Martin Luther King Day. None of those Martin are like King real Day. holidays. Not like they're not holidays we take. Yeah, you know the the hard part about being self employed is that I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> because if I don't do my work, I total. <laughs> but then every day is a holiday if you just don't work. Yeah, that's true. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so um, let's go ahead and get into it. Eric, what have you brought to us this week? Well, I you said the threat title already, so you've taken some of the the, the sting off of it. But we are doing the 1984 uh, docudrama, I guess is the way to put it. Uh, Threads. Is I don't it, even understand why it's called Threads after all of that. Remember that, like, well, people were talking during the intro, but the, uh, the, they, the little intro where they show the spider mentions it's all the, the, the threads that interconnect society. There, yeah, there's, so there's something a, they mention once in the very beginning of the movie where the title comes It's from. very British. Yes. yes. It's a British idiom of sorts. Yes. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, it's 1984. It is a it is shot like a documentary, like interspersed with what like sensibly like dramatic recreations. I guess but, you know docudrama. I guess the way we put it, but it's about the hypothetical nuclear apocalypse. Uh, and I think this is a genre that there's actually a fair number of movies, and in fact, an American version or American movie very similar to this uh, called The Day After it came out the year before, 1983, um, and apparently is confirmed that Ronald Reagan saw it and it like. Ooh, it's a, this is giving me some things to think about. Yeah, this was like, there was also in the 80s, like Red Dawn. Like, we were starting to get this span of just like, hey, you know, if we went to war with Russia, it'd go really badly. I think, you, yeah, you mentioned there's a, there's that movie by uh, by the Dawn's Early Light. Uh, there's a couple, several, I mean, I mean, nuclear, like, fiction, you know, was a, was a genre, basically, that came out during the Cold War. Nothing beats water. <laughs> Yes, the everyone remembers. Oh my gosh. I, I, I I have hardcore seen that movie on VHS. Yeah, and uh, it's not a good movie. My favorite joke about that somebody else has made about uh, is that he pees and stir coffee, and out comes choice. <laughs> there, there's a very brief joke in The Simpsons where Millhouse is playing. They're at the arcade, and he's playing the Waterworld game, and he puts like five dollars and quarters into it because of the budget. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, yeah, because the bladed budget. Um, yep. so threads. What can we talk about? I mean, basically, has any of us beyond Eric had seen threads bef- no, before? No, of course now? not. And I, had, I had only, I saw this like earlier this year. Oh, okay. So it's, it's this is another one where I'm gonna bend it because I felt this was an important one to watch. Um, I think every, every, I'm, I'm glad you said it, and it was I was gonna like I was I was gonna say it if you weren't, but this is a movie I think people should watch, but you are under no obligation to ever watch it again. Yeah, it is it is a massive bummer. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Th- there is no way around it that like a- as w- I completely state that this is a movie that I appreciate seeing and never wish to ever see again. Yeah, there's it's, there's movies like that. From I have like a list of movies like that. Like I should probably watch these, and it's just like I just have to you know get the stomach to watch it. I mean, like the, they they just announced uh, that they did a like a remastered, rescored uh, version of that movie, Come and See, the like the war, the, like, the Soviet war movie about the like the like Nazi occupation of Belarus. Uh, during World War II. That's another one that's like, that's every every review is like, this movie is brilliant. It's this amazing film. I never want to watch it again. It's inc- extremely brutal. And uh, 
Because yeah, the Soviet filmmakers tend not to pull very many punches. I felt um, Grave of the Fireflies is movies that I absolutely get again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. It's like oh, it's a great. You tell people like oh, you totally should see this movie. Like oh, you want to watch it? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You 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 can watch it. Like I will be in the other room going like yeah, the entire time. So I mean, I I I would say what I appreciate about how this movie is done. Just without before we get into it, is that the movie takes this kind of like detached like viewpoint of the, of the like the characters are fairly like we we get into them a little bit but it's not like a it's not like a a, a movie where you are following these characters and it's like i, I would compare it to the, if you haven't seen the the movie version of the road by like the Carmack mccarthy book which is another movie which is good and extremely unpleasant and brutal to watch and i don't ever want to watch again but that movie really follows like the father and son main characters and it's all about because the movie is like a metaphor for the father-son relationship, and it's a, the whole thing with it. But we really follow those characters, and it's all about like what they're, what they're, how they're reacting, what they're doing, and everything. And this movie is very much like it's like here's how this society would react to this, and it and it kind of generally follows two, and then basically one character uh, through the post-apocalypse. Yeah, you 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 start with like a crew of what you would say is probably like maybe three families in total. Yeah, with probably like you know you're dealing with like three four people, and then things happen and they drastically begin to drop. Yeah, and it's but I would say I I, I would say it's I think that's to the movie's credit because the movie will have shots and then it'll be interspersed with like title cards and there's a narration that comes in once in a while and kind of explains what's what's going on or what would have happened at this point. So that kind of explains things. So I, like, I think the movie, it, it takes this kind of detached tone to the people in it, and it's really just showing you like on a societal basis what's happening and like how these people are kind of interacting with it. And I felt that that works. It doesn't feel like, it's a weird thing to say, but it's like it doesn't feel gratuitous. I mean, it feels it's, realistic in a terrible yeah, way. It, but it's like very clinical, but, but it's not being tongue-in-cheek. It's very much just like, it, it's like it, this is like a docudrama that was made you know, hundreds of years in the future from the events of this movie, like this this civilization, whatever comes after it, if any. I, I will say that I feel that at the very end, they're pretty much like, they have done so much to the audience that by the very end, it's just like, no, we have to hammer a few things home. I, so, yeah. Like the end does have like, did we, we hmm, I, yep. really, we still got to keep going? Well, okay. You, you got to think about, like, when this came out, um, I, I, like, before we, again, not getting into the plot, but, like, this movie was shown on TV. This is a TV movie made by the BBC. And um, terrorized people, yes, it sounded it, like. I, everything I've I've read is, like, I've, I've read people talking about it online, in other, like, and it's just, like, I saw this on TV as a kid. It, you know, terrified me for weeks. And, it, like, all, all this, these people report saying it. So it, like, really affected people when it was shown. And you got to imagine this being shown in 1984 at, like, you know, the height of the late Cold like the late cold War. Like, Chernobyl has not happened yet, but, you know, it's obviously nuclear like panic is a big part of it. Like, you had Reagan during that time who was uh, relatively hawkish. Um, yeah, that's one way to put it. Yeah. Um, he, and he, did, he did an Iran-Contra. Yeah. Um, uh, we, he did some invasions. Uh, yeah. So it's, Yeah. So you, you got to think about, like, I, I'd say the movie feels like it's just really trying to get you in the end, but it's like, this is never, like, up to this point, I don't think they would really, you really have seen a lot of this. Like, it's not a genre trope yet. So I think it's, this like, this is just, like, shocking. Yeah. We haven't seen this. We wouldn't have seen this. And now it feels like, okay, come on. We know it's, we, you, you say, like, oh, we know what's going to happen. Come on. You're just, like, you're just kind of trying to needle the audience. But it's like, mm. 
I don't know. I kind of I, I appreciate that it was included. I think it's also the fears of the time. Yes. I think I'm probably the eldest of everyone here oh. since I was born in 82. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, you got me beat by maybe just years. Yeah, so, and I just remember, like, the tail end, like, before the, the, the Berlin Wall fell. Mm-hmm. So the, like, tiniest, like, slivers of, like, oh, the Russians in the U.S. This is this is Cold War. This is bad. And then it went away. Um, I, I was born by birthday is January seventh, nineteen ninety. So I missed, like, I think I, I guess I was alive still when the Berlin Wall came down, but a, yeah. a, a mere baby. Yes, a bab, a, a bab. It was like small four one. when it down. Right. Yeah, and so, but, but I mean, like, I, I, I am, a, I am a squarely, I'm within like seven days of being like of missing the eighties. So I got like almost maximum nineties exposure and no eighties exposure. So. No exposure to the 80s. Yeah. All right. Well, how about we go ahead and jump into this? Let's go ahead and get to uh, Bikini Red. Uh, let's um, let's go ahead and, boy, howdy. Get, just buckle in, everybody. I wish I wish we had, like, a musical interlude for you, but this movie has no music in it. So what, no, what, what was that song they played it at the beginning and at the end? It was Johnny, Johnny Be Good. Good. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, uh, we don't have Johnny Be Good. Uh, oh. So we've got a... We've got the depressing clips from the trailer of the movie. So, uh, all right, guys, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, Threads. Sure. This time, they are playing with, at best, the destruction of life as we know it, and at worst, total annihilation. You cannot win a nuclear war! to make everything ready for you and your family in case an air attack happens. When you hear the attack warning, you and your family must take cover at once. The most widespread danger is fallout. A quiet good. Attack warning. Attack warning. Is it for real? Attack warning is for bloody real. Is it? Oh, boy. Yeah, by the way, that's not really... Oh, well, nice. We'll just have that thing do its thing. Um... Just had to undercut it, didn't you, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> a little levity, just a tiny bit of levity. Um, so yeah. Uh, by the way, that wasn't real. Just yeah. Just in case anybody no, in case, dr- in case, driving around and all of a sudden hearing it. In case we were a war, we were at risk of being compared to Orson Welles. Uh, <laughs> this is not a War of the World situation. Just wanted you to know. Um, all right, so let's let's set the stage. It's 1984. Yes, we are in we are in England, the old uh, British Isles. Um, in a relatively small town, like I would say, small-ish. It's yeah, in- it's sort of. I mean, so it takes place in Sheffield, which, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not great with, like, oh, it's in the Northlands of the Midlands. Um, but Sheffield is a was like an industrial city. Obviously, it was, it was one of the. It's, it's a very similar story to what we have, where it was big during the war, a lot of like steel production, especially, and of course, it's after the war, England went through several periods of economic depression and recession. So at this point in the story, Sheffield is a like a depressed post like industrial city. Uh, it's pretty. It's fairly large. I think they said it's got like half a million people, which you got to think like in the eighties in England, that's a fairly large one. Yeah, right now its population as of twenty eleven is half a million. Oh, so it's like um, so what there's uh, and one of some of the significance is at this point especially uh, Sheffield is what we would, what would be considered kind of a more left leaning city. It's full of a lot of labor activism. Uh, it's a very like working class city, uh, as I said. We're going going with the like economic depression and everything. So that was apparently one of the reasons why they said it there was like the the city council and the people in Sheffield are going to be very like amenable to making this. 
hmm. uh, to the point where like a lot of the bombed out buildings you see is like that's an actual uh, like set of row houses that were going to be demolished. Like and then they like they, the Sheffield City Council is like, yeah, you can do whatever you want there. We're going to demolish it so they could like bl- they could blow walls up and don't do whatever they wanted in the city block because we're all going to be leveled and replaced with more modern housing. Wow. So, but that's the reason why it's set in Sheffield. But it's also like, I, I feel like the, what I also like about this is a lot of nuclear drama would focus on like the Americans or the Soviets, maybe, you know, the two big superpowers. And England really is just this, we are like, they're, they're like a NATO ally, but, you know, they're clearly not the, the focus of the Cold War, really. They're not, they're not Germany. They're not like right on the front lines. Mm-hmm. So I think this is interesting uh, perspective because... They're basically they're very much, very much dragged into this nuclear war like everyone every other country is around the the two big superpowers, and on top of that, then Sheffield is kind of a like not not, not terribly like well regarded city. It's economically depressed. It's uh, in a, in the Thatcher era. It's a very like labor leaning city. Yeah, it's one of those of like why would you like. It makes some logical sense of like, oh, yeah, it's a chemical and an industrial center. But when you look at the people, it's just like they have nothing to do with this. Like you're going to drop a warhead on this town. And that's and that's one thing we've just like you've like we've discovered in the the post-war era is we have found out a lot more about what the targets were going to be. And it was just every side has so many nuclear weapons that they can easily just hit every target. And then so a city like Sheffield, like a large population center with a steel and chemical industry. Yeah, that's a that's like for for the Soviet Union with like you know thousands upon thousands of warheads. It's like, ah, eh, why not? We've got some. Yeah, they mention it's one of the title cards is like the nuclear war that happens is like three thousand megatons uh, are of nuclear weapons are fired, of which two hundred and ten drop are dropped in the UK, and Sheffield's hit with a single one megaton warhead, and that's what causes all the destruction that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, a megaton being the equivalent of one million tons of TNT. Um, the wep- I, I I double checked this the. The Trinity test uh, was 21 kilotons. Uh, little boy and fat man were like 16 and 22, respectively. Kilotons, so a single megaton warhead is, you know, hundreds of times more powerful. Uh, so that's just to put that in perspective. All right, buckle in. More threads. <laughs> yep. Um, so I would just say, I guess, starting this. This was shot in 1984, obviously. Um, it is directed, uh, written by Barry Hines, which I believe, I, I don't know his whole thing, but he's apparently like a, a well-known uh, writer, this kind of thing, directed by Mick Jackson. Um, no one, even if you knew a lot of British actors from the 80s, no one in this movie is like a famous actor, at least not before this. So there's a lot of extras and a lot of unknowns, that just, you know, people who are pretty new to it. So that's, that's uh, a lot of people with blank IMDb profiles. Yes, basically. And that was on purpose, apparently. Uh, so this whole movie was put together for uh, 400,000 pounds. Which I think for that period was like that's you know it's a it's they've got a budget because BBC funded but it's not like a huge budget movie, and it feels like a lot of the budget was just getting lots of extras and sets and stuff. Yeah, because there aren't really special effects in this movie. No, there's a lot of like film clips and, um, like especially when they start using the bombed out buildings, like they definitely are using those to you know they're they're the highest degree. But I think I think in terms of this, there is obviously the pre-nuke movie and the post-nuke movie yeah which are very very hard swings well so the movie like i i i like kind of how they do it which is the movie is focusing on this young couple they're this like you know both working class the uh, uh jimmy and ruth jimmy works at like a joinery so he was like a, he's like a you know carpenter's apprentice basically uh he's making cabinets um i don't think i don't forget what they said i don't know if they show what ruth does but um, they're both very working class. They uh, they have a little oopsie. 
Yeah, they have the they form have, of a baby. They make they make a, a an oopsie baby. Yeah, and yeah. in the back of his like tiny English car up Whoops. on the moors. <laughs> um, but like so the so the drama is supposed to be like oh you know they like she's pregnant and they're like okay well we're gonna get married and then it's like the two families are gonna meet and there's all this like tension and then like in the background of all of this on the radio on the news is they they dropping hints that like uh, something is you know, you know a bit of a a bit of a kerfuffle is developing in the, in the Middle East. Which is, you know, completely unrealistic and has no bearing on anything going on yeah, today. Totally, <laughs> America, like Americans, uh, like meddling in Iran and foreign powers, like it's just, it's completely unknowable. Um, there's no parallels. The to Soviets that. moving into, you know, Iran, yeah, and then just, the U.S. sends in paratroopers, and then there's a submarine that vanishes in the Gulf. And yeah, da, it's, da, 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 da. it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy science fiction stuff. So um, none of this is realistic no, at all. No, no. <laughs> this is where the movie lost. This is where the movie lost me. Really. Um, so sarcasm, <laughs> joke, a parody, not. Um, so yeah. So it's following that. So you're hearing about like the the Russians are putting you know reinforcing Iran, and then America's like it responses to it. And so as the movie develops, like that's in the background. It's getting more and more. And eventually, like originally, the, the couple is kind of like oblivious to it. And then after a while, they're looking at the news like, oh, that's weird. And it's it's developing until it's like starts really picking up, and after about like the first twenty or thirty minutes of the movie, yeah, people it's starting to like show details of like, hey, people are, you know, store shelves are starting to to clear out, and then yeah. people are increasing the prices of their store goods. And, and I mean, this, this is know. against this couple. They buy a they buy a flat, and they're like, oh, we're gonna renovate it, and we're gonna get paint this the baby's room, and like it's about the family and so it's it's it is interspersed it's like the juxtaposition of this young couple just starting their life uh and doing like, I, I do like the this the little bits of just this incredibly british irony i love when like when he's discussing like no we're going to keep the baby and his father's like oh this is you know this is a hell of a time to be starting a family in the middle of a recession <laughs> and when it's like well, we know what's coming yeah so um yeah, there's there's that. There's a lot of like insert shots of her like slowly opening a can of cat food for the cat. Just like really see that image of the can opener. It's like just remember that later, folks. Yeah, there's the um like there are pro- as we get later in, we have like protesters protesting yeah. the war, and then we start see like the police starting to crack down a little bit. Which you brought an interesting point about the UK and like wartime kind of policies. Yeah, it's basically that the the. the Britain, like the the government, has extremely wide ranging emergency powers during wartime, uh, which they can deploy with very little oversight. Basically, so it's it's one of the things where like if if the British government really wanted to crack down or declare like martial law, it's very easy. So the, yeah, they, they basically like as the the conflict heats up in the Middle East, what happens is they, they tr- like I, it's about like late May in the story when this happens, and it mentions that there is a Conference, like the U.S. gives an ultimatum over these Russian like for, like um, forces on these Iranian air bases, and then you can see like newspapers say so, like U.S. ultimatum expires today, and then like at 3 p.m. that day, uh, like a, a a like a limited nuclear exchange happens, like a tactical theater. So like a nukes like a uh, bombers come in to bomb the airfield. The Russians fire an anti-air nuclear missile. We respond with a nuclear weapon, and then suddenly like the next day is. Uh, there's no news coming out of the Middle East. No, none of the reporters are being like we, we can hear from them. Yeah, they, they don't find out about like hey, in the Middle East. The yeah, other day. <laughs> days later, the news reports are saying that like scientists around the world are confirming like they've picked up radiation that like several nuclear weapons have been used in the Middle East, and this is kind of what sets off the initial like panic. Is you know people are 
I immediately start like looting and panicking. Yeah, and this is before anything has gone off at this point. But you know, you see like, hey, there's like this guy in the city council that his specific yes. job is like the peacetime minister, but in wartime he becomes the wartime minister. Yeah, they explain and, basically as this has been developing, he's like they they'll intercut to him, and he's like quietly calling people and like giving me all the numbers and how much food and fuel we have in stock, and like contact these people and tell them to meet me in the like bunker under city hall. Um, and so that's kind of juxtaposition against the family who are preparing by like they start making like a nuclear shelter just completely inadequate in their in their house. They are like the 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 the, the people in charge of the civil authorities are making all these preparations in secret um, and trying to pretend like nothing's happening on the outside. Um, and I think this is like I, we we mentioned Brazil earlier, but yeah, especially 80s Britain is characterized as extremely bureaucratic and paperwork focused. And it's like I really one of my favorite aspects of this movie is just. All of the people who are theoretically in charge don't know what they're doing. Like some of the, it even says like some of these people have have no idea that they're part of the like post nuclear war committee until hours after being called, um, and they're they're sitting there and they're doing this, these looking at these forms and just like drinking coffee and looking bored as they're looking at just like charts with these utterly ghastly titles and subject matter. And it's very like they're all like, okay, well, we're gonna have to do a lot of paperwork to get prepared for this nuclear war, <laughs> and it like just underpins how un- just completely like fruitless all of it is. And I thought that was an effective. I, I really like that. It was just like all of the all of the most just like dead eyed bureaucrats just going through like, oh, we gotta do, gotta get the black book out, and I'm gonna look at this reference table, and I'm gonna start like calculating how much grain we're gonna need to supply the East Midlands, and it's it's just all completely like they're just doing busy work basically. So. Uh, Sabrina, during this entire period, like you were just constantly stating, like I don't like this, just yes. because it is a constant, just like you can, fe- you just feel uneasy. Well, yeah, because it's like you know something. Like I think the idea, like from reading the crowd of people who are watching it, was what are we like? Where is this going to go? Like what to what level is this going to go? Oh no, I knew where it was going to go. That doesn't mean I had to like it. No, I mean here, here's the thing, like. I just felt the whole time I was watching it, even from the very beginning, all I felt was a growing anxiety inside because the thing is, this does hit really close to home. And this is even now, it's still like this looming possibility because we are just storing like I forget how much, how many, but we have just tons and tons of nukes just stored all over United States, and we know Russia is the same. We know that India also has nukes. We know North Korea has nukes. Like, so many countries have nukes. And then, I don't know if you... I don't know if anyone remembers this old, old animation. It's meant to be funny, but it's basically the one where he's like... (laughs) Uh, do you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, where it's it's that funny little animatic where they're like, here are these people and they're shooting all these nukes and now it's the end of the world because everyone shot their nukes. Well, is that the one where it's just like, we are the French and we are retired. We fired the missiles. Yes, yeah. that oh, one. Yes. Oh, the end of the world. Yeah, that one I think that they actually state we have about 20,000 more nukes than anybody else. I, I, yeah, uh, it doesn't even matter. You only really need one. So I, why the hell do we need so many? Well, Welcome, oversaturation of all, of all the nukes basically makes them useless. And I mean that in that... Because there are so many, we're just all like, well, shoot, we've got these. But if we use even one, it's yeah. all over. Yeah, it's, it's all over. As it, soon as one person shoots a nuke, 
that's it. Right. It's We're done. Mad, mutually assured destruction. Well, the, yeah. I, the, I forget what where this was written, but it was the metaphor of like it's the two combatants in the Cold War are in a room soaked in gasoline, but one side has nine thousand matches, the other side has seven thousand matches, and they're very concerned about the difference in the number of matches they have. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. It was like it doesn't matter because you only really need one. I feel like it's it's a bad sign. We have to watch Doctor Strange Love to cheer up. After yeah. this movie. Yeah. All right. So is this is all the pre-setup. Is there anything, Kyle or Sabrina, we want to, to cover in this particular there's area? No, there's no point. Well, we'll watch. I, I would just is say, that, are you talking about the podcast in general? No, I'm talking about I, in this movie. There's no point I, 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 at I, all. I, I, they show clips from the, like, Protect and Survive, which were all, like, the British, like, informational things that they were going to, that they were going to release but didn't. And they got released much later. And it was always like, how do you know prepare your family in the event of a nuclear war? And then like, it's a bunch of like the, the it's a US bunch of nonsense. Era. Well, like, I love how yeah. they showed the thing where they're like, if someone dies, yes. and I'm just like, cover the body and who move gives it out. a crap? Yeah, it's the. It's uh, not important. You remember Sabrina, the we night? have to win the Cold War. There's like, no if you get a new like the that whole sounds point, like that the sounds whole point like fetus talk to no, me. No, the whole point like them of preparing of all this stuff is just like uh, the whole time I'm just like it's pointless yep. it's pointless even after it goes off I'm just like it's pointless it's pointless why are you but, guys trying to hide from it but that's the that's the mental mania of the time was like there is this idea especially if you're a war hawk at that time that like no we can win the nuclear we just we, we need we need to find the one weird trick to survive an all out nuclear exchange it's it's like a, 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 a the nuke hack it's you these, just need well, like no, this people, is a life hack but for a nuclear this, weapon I, uh, this mindset hack, yeah. informed the like the, every side in the Cold War, and it was only like a few people. Like maybe this is a this is all nonsense. The idea, of, like, well, if we do if we do the nuclear war just right, we can survive. And it was it's all like, this it's this Rand Corporation nonsense that they were like, well, we can we can survive if we, we just we're gonna crunch the numbers and find the way to do it. Well, I know that people have yeah. made fallout shelters. Yeah, but basically everyone said okay. They, they, there's like, there's all these people, they made their own fallout shelters, but pretty much I've heard like, okay, even if you're in a fallout shelter, you're screwed because yeah. they're not, they're most of them. They're not deep enough. They're not protected at all from any of the radiation. And then the thing is you still have to breathe. So even if you're somehow protected, they have vents that go up into the air. Yep. And so you're breathing it in even if you're safely underground. Like, and I yeah. put that in quotes because even people who were underground were obviously not protected enough. And then you even see it when they're in the bunker where they're worried about their air coming through. And it's like, well, you guys may be underground, but you're yeah. breathing the friggin' air, you dumb sh. Mm -hmm. All right, now, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just didn't have to like vault for the dump button. You know, I still said it in German though. So. That's I mean, fine. This, but I mean, this is this is a, a fixture of nuclear drama. Is just is the like the dramatic irony of watching people like. Well, we're gonna we're open the book, but all, all the carefully made preparations, and we're gonna initiate these initiatives. And everything. it's all just complete, uh, yeah, but complete it's nonsense. All, it's all pointless. But it's like that's totally what people, a lot of people, thought at the time, and it's not. And like the, we played the clip from earlier of, of the labor leader in a speech yeah, outside and saying like you can't win a nuclear war like what is, you know if Russia wins the, what, if they conquer us what have they won they're like nothing every, yeah every major population industrial center will have been ground to dust like they they will have inherited a corpse of a country yeah hi Kyle how are you doing <laughs> I'm good I was uh, I was just thinking earlier when we were talking about the fallout shelters that a friend of mine once said it best that a 
Fallout Shelter is a glorified coffin that you keep food in. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the Another thing I wanted to say, and I want to make sure that we cover it in the movie at some point, so I'll go ahead and bring it up now, is, like, the recent, like, glorification, like, idea that if the apocalypse slash zombie slash whatever comes... I'd rather that, deal with zombies than a nuclear... But, but oh, the, easy. But I mean, just like the mega Chadism of just like, well, I'd be totally prepared uh, it's, yeah, for it's, it. It's the like, it's it's the like tough, uh, tough guys making tough decisions like genre of nonsense. I mean, there are those people that what are they called again? The people that are constantly preparing for Doomsday preppers. preppers. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Even they aren't like. Uh. Well, but I, 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 yeah, it's, it's, there, there is a lot of that in it, like, especially after watching this, and, like, I don't know, it's not a genre, like, I don't like, like, post-apocalyptic fiction in general, because I feel like it's, I don't know. You know, they're, they're, like, they actually designed this house, it's basically a silo style it's a house and you live above ground, but in the case of a nuclear apocalypse, there's an area where you can go downstairs and you still have a home downstairs. Oh, cool. And I'm just like, okay, that's kind of cool if you're actually living in all the levels normally. It doesn't make sense to live just in the top one and then go to the bottom one only when you think there's going to be like an apocalypse situation, yeah. you know? Yeah. But like people have designed special houses for situations like this for yeah. people who are so paranoid enough well, not only just paranoid, but dumb enough to fall for the thing that they think they could survive well, it if they were truly hit well, with a nuclear bomb. Don't worry, they'll die just as soon, just as surely as the rest of us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. By, the, the, by the way, this like is the movie Threads. Uh, yeah. I, th I think that a movie like this actually does a great job of illustrating, like, not just like the buildup from like an everyday life with like tensions building up worldwide. Um, to me, it just kind of very well illustrates that no matter how prepared you think you are. Yeah. As soon as the stuff hits the fan, um, that's it. Everything that you thought you knew, that you yeah. thought was going to work, and everything you prepared for actually means nothing. Yeah, all these preparations are for, for naught. And it's just like I, the incredibly British way in which they go about it of just like, well, we'll break out the instruction manual and we have all of these public initiatives for food distribution and everything. It's like, it's all just complete nonsense. I mean, and we see how well the food preparation yeah, exactly. thing works. Well, they, they, like when the, when they, they close off the shelter, oh, we can be down here for two weeks. And then they're later like, oh, you're not going to come dig us out. Oh, all right. Well, there's also the whole discussion of where like, we don't care if people are mobbing you guys. You're not going to get food to people who are going to die anyways. And it's yeah. like, um, you guys may be down in a bunker, but you're in the exact same situation. You're going to die anyways yeah. as well. So so shall we go ahead and trip the, flip the switch? Oh, yeah. Let the bomb go have, off. Do we have a switch? I mean, I could just play that thing again. No. <laughs> the um, So, ba yeah, basically, like, this, this escalates um, the... Uh, they're, show they're showing people are like are you know panic buying and getting ready, and then they cut back to the. This is shortly after the nuclear exchange, and then they cut back to the people in like under city hall making preparations, and that's when the attack warning red like, alert is sounded, which is the which is the like alert code for the missiles are in the air. You have about four minutes to like take cover, um, and that's when they they show the scenes of like like air raid sirens go off, mass panic. Uh, the first nuclear weapon is a like an air burst. Which is supposed to disable uh, electronics and communications across the across the UK. And I was actually really I was interested in that because technically there are three bombs that are 
part of this entire thing that affect this particular area. Yeah. So uh, the, the the whole idea of like using a nuke as an as this like quote unquote EMP, I think that's like that was something we thought was going to be a factor of the time. But I I think if I remember, it's like not clear how much that what that would do. They actually. Yeah. So I've read up on it actually since ah, okay. the thing, and they actually state that not only is it a thing, we're more vulnerable to it now than we were then. Yeah, that right. that makes sense. But so like the what the idea was the the first wave of the like Russian. Uh, Strike is that they fly, they airburst a nuke over uh, over like the sea, which knocks out communications and that delays response. Uh, and then these then nukes hit, then hit all the NATO air t- like targets. They said like they've been showing clips of uh, the airfield near Sheffield and it it gets nuked. So the first flash and bang is the, the nukes going off near Sheffield uh, that destroy the air bases and like all the NATO targets. And then finally they draw like the the one megaton warhead hits. Uh, I think the Wikipedia article described it. It's like right in the center of Sheffield, there's like a power plant and a large aqueduct, and that's like right where the blast is. Well, so, I, what I don't understand is why do they feel the need to set off an EMP first if they're just going to nuke everything? Because it, de- I mean, it delay it delays some sort of theoretical uh, counter strike and just generally causes more damage. Right. So the idea in this particular scenario. I mean, but if, the nukes themselves would do that, right? But the thing is, is that that would be able to do it sooner because it's doing it. It's not reached the primary targets that the other ones the, are trying the to. The theoretical hit. goal would be to scramble communications to prevent uh, the UK from also firing nukes. Right. It's essentially the game DEFCON, where basically you're just. Like, so wait, it'll, it would actually stop them from being able to hit a button to set off yeah. their own nuke? Yeah, possibly, or at the very least, like delay it. Right. So if they had not already hit the button when the electronics went out, they then would not be able to have hit that button. The, the insane, oh the insane and totally like just crazy logic of nuclear war is like, well, you can win theoretically if you manage to hit every one of every one of their nukes before it can like take off. Basically, mm-hmm. and so the idea is, well, you want to to limit the counter strike. You want to like strike their nukes first. Yeah, so it, yeah. it's basically the idea, the, the game DEFCON does a really good job of this, of just like, you don't know where all of them are, particularly if they are, you know, here or there or yeah, in silos I, or not. That's what I thought. I thought, like, they even have them set to timers, that if someone's not there to tell them, no, don't go off, they'll actually go off by themselves. Well, at least they'll fire. They, they could potentially, yes. But like, I heard, in, at least for us in America, we have silos set up. Like, if someone's not there to tell them, hey, we're still good, it will Auto, after so long, it will automatically just go off on the, its the own. The dead man switch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the, we put that in place just as a big all right. middle finger all right. to everyone all because right. we just want to mess up the world some more because we're mm. like, if we're gonna die, then everyone else should die mm. too, right? It's. It's. I hate this is that type of mentality that we have. Well, it's 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 still there. I know. That's why I'm saying this hits. That's why this whole movie was so hard to watch well, because it just it hits home. Not, not to delay the plot summary <laughs> anymore, but I do have one like one more relevant tidbit of information, All which right. is that um, the it's apparently the prime minister of England. Whenever they're when they take office, they are given the chance to write orders out in there because right now the UK all of their nuclear weapons are on nuclear submarine, so they're they're kept like five at sea, one at port, and they're always just going in secret routes that's smart so yeah theoretically they're they're like impervious to a first strike um the the prime minister is apparently given the option of they write out orders for the nuclear submarines which is if there is a nuclear strike and you can't get confirmation from us do you fire your your nukes at your targets 
and apparently every prime minister is given the option of either saying yes, go ahead and retaliate, or no, don't retaliate. And um, it's always been a kind of thing where it's like it's it's, oh my God. it's theoretically it's supposed to be secret what their choice was. Uh, and in the recent election, uh, Jeremy Corbyn announced that uh, prior to this uh, said like no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm, he just said I'm not going to retaliate. That's insane. Like why would I destroy the world? And he responds and uh, and like. Garbage idiot Joe Swinson, who dragged down his election recently, was like, oh, like, hell yes, I will destroy the world. The heck? Neato. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. So, and but don't worry, they're being led by uh, Boris the Cable Gentleman now. <laughs> oh, he's gonna He's going to get it, get her done on Brexit. Mm. British Trump. Yes. Uh, all right, so we've officially hit the the period yes. that this movie becomes the most bummer. Oh well, yeah, um, so the the nukes go off. A nuke hits Sheffield. It levels a hu- it levels most of the city. Everything is on fire. The it's it's like when we bombed cities in Germany in World War II. The fire sustains itself and gets hotter and and more like the it, it creates a vertical column of air which sucks air into the city, which causes the fire to burn hotter. Uh, it's called a firestorm. So the whole city is basically just burned to a cinder. Um, rescue, like all rescue vehicles, can't they, you can't go in there to put the fire because like everything is on fire. Um, you can't get people out. So just the entire the entire city is a, a giant death trap. And yep. And uh, they show scenes of just like un, you know unparalleled destruction. Do we see? Let's see. What what are all the bummer things we can think? We know that the kid gets vaporized. Uh, we know that one of the moms basically is half burned. To ridiculously to a crisp because they weren't even in the shelter when well, the like, wave hit them yeah like Jim, jimmy's got like a younger brother a younger sister and like the younger sister was sent out to the store to see if there's anything else she could buy so she was out in the street when it went off so we never see her yeah, yeah. The, her his little brother is i think he was like crushed by rubble uh, yeah because yeah, he went outside to the aviary and he was crying and holding one of the birds when it went off yeah and then the mom gets roasted and the dad's all right for a while um, yeah. uh, is he though? <laughs> is, no, nobody is all right in this. Jimmy is like trying to get to Ruth when the bombs go off. So he's so. also off camera and is just like never seen again. Uh, Ruth is the one that sur- so she's basically at this scene is going to become the one that we follow. Yeah, she's hu- she's huddling in in one of the buildings like in their she's in their that's right, in their parents' basement. Right. Yeah. And that probably is the one place that has done the best. Yeah, of everything, mm-hmm. even though there is definitely radiation pretty much everywhere affecting everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they live they live in like a suburb on the edge on the outer outer like skirts of the city. Right, and we also mentioned the um, the city council is basically like, hey, we s- mostly survived the the attack, though we are now buried under here and can't get out, and we are trying to do what we can, even though we're kind of stuck. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to call on radio and whatever they can find, and like every, everything is just complete chaos, and it's like they're trying to coordinate these relief efforts, and it's like we can't get in. All the roads are choked with rubble and like blasted wrecks of cars. So now... The, the beginning of the movie has been giving us like a daily breakdown, but now we're on like a daily breakdown that shows like what we're what is happening day by day and then week by week. Yes, it starts. It, it's it's showing the and it, it's kind of describing the progressive effects of the bombs. Like the the fallout starts coming down, like radioactive dust. Uh, people are dying of radiation, like acute radiation sickness. The the like skies darken because of the fallout itself and yeah, all the winter. dust and nuclear winter. And then the basically it's July, but it's freezing outside. Yeah, they they show they like basically the civil authorities have have just rallied whatever like police and military 
they can. They are now. They have seized all the food they can because they use it at, to force people to work. That's yes. the only real effective currency. So they're like going around shooting looters because all food is property of the local government now. Yeah, and the man they give like mandates out of like, hey, if you can work, we'll give you a thousand calories, but if you can't, we'll give you five hundred. Yes. And God the, rationing by calories. That's, yeah. That's they, it's like you could have soup and some bread, maybe. <laughs> well, they're like, uh, yeah, the, this is a very Cold War thing because I don't know if you've, you've ever heard of the band Megadeth. Yes. Do you know what a Megadeth is? No, actually. It is, it, is a, it's, it is a fake unit of measurement that was made by the Rand Corporation to represent a million deaths from a nuclear war because they were tired of like, oh, yeah, it's why are we listing all the individual people estimates for a die? We're going to simplify it because we don't have that many significant digits. So they would measure responses in these war- to these like experiments in mega deaths. Uh, like, that's know. not brutal or yeah, that's, dark at all. But that's very that's very Rand Corporation. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're showing the effects of it. Um, these like soldiers are going around shooting looters for trying to like that. I think it's Jimmy's family. Like they're stuck. They're killed by like it's implied they're like killed by looters. No, yeah. no, 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 it wasn't no, Jimmy's was family. family. Yeah, it was Ruth's family because okay. yeah. they were in the basement. That's right. Yeah, she, and she, they, they she died in there. And she panics and just like I have to get out of here, and she runs runs off. Uh, and then shortly afterwards, the looters come in. Yeah, they kill them and take their food. But then the, as the looters come out, they get picked up by the police mm-hmm. and are just summarily shot. Yep. And they have one of the like extremely ironic and like very dark humor of like they they shoot the looter and the the captain's like oh get his food and the guy's going through the guy's food and like oh packet of crisps like oh what is it like oh it's shrimp cocktail like oh i hate that flavor <laughs> as they're just like oh okay well keep going. like you have the luxury to be pick point right? yeah it's i mean nothing nothing like i i mean the weird little bits of dark humor like when the first bomb goes off uh ruth's father is like on the toilet and he's all bloody hell like we we all know that was like that's totally gonna happen right yep um, let's see. By the way, you're during... gonna be you're gonna be like on the toilet when like the big one hits or whatever. Yeah. The the other massive bummer is that during this entire period you get to see the charred crisps of people and pets. Ruth and, Ruth is yeah. like walking around in the streets and yeah, there's just like charred corpses and people who are kind of just like stumbling around the, in a stupor. The corpses of people I can handle for whatever reason, but when it came to like the dogs in particular, I was getting a little upset spaghetti. <laughs> the cats and the dogs were yeah. getting to me because they looked like they used like actual bodies of real animals. They may have, it was. Yeah. yeah I, but, it, I mean, like, I mean, if, if it adjusted, it was like, Probably like shelter, like yeah, they, they might have done something like that where they used like they used animals that have been euthanized or something. But still, it's upsetting to see dead animals. Oh yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah, it's, it's like it did its job. Yeah, like I don't care about seeing people bring a Chris. Start showing yeah. me cats Sabrina, and dogs. Sta- Sabrina's statements do not represent the the that of the Saturday Friends Club. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina will accept three mega deaths for every dead for every puppy. Yeah, but you will. We will not show that kitty. <laughs> We will show the like charred corpses, like ridden with maggots and corpse eating rats. We're but. we're going to we're going to have a very interesting new uh, version of Homeward Bound, which is the, oh, no. <laughs> the nuclear the nuclear Homeward Bound. Oh no! Uh, oh. oh boy, she's really angry at me right now. I think we should pitch this. this is, <laughs> I think this I think this would be a good movie. Um. So yeah, it, it, it the 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 drama kind of breaks here a little bit because there's like not very much dialogue. It's just showing you the effects of the, of the nuclear war and the effects of just com- so everything completely breaks down. Yeah, and now we're getting kind of into the to the span of like just what's happened to society more or less. Yeah. Um. People like people are scavenging. Like, there's no more food they can scavenge, so people are like leaving the cities. 
and the like what's left of the government is like flying planes over it like saying go like with megaphones like go back to your homes you are safer at home it's just the, like no yeah it's the same just like this this is the same insane bureaucratic response to like unimaginable like horror yep um yeah they they, they try to like the, the they're trying to they show Ruth trying to survive on the street and like the police are like forcing people to take survivors into their houses and the survivors just force them out at gunpoint as soon as the police leave. Um, she, like uh, Ruth runs into like uh, Jim's uh, Jimmy's like idiot friend and they, they eat like a, a dead lamb, which is lying there. Mm. Um, yeah. They're like, and so they're showing like like society, like they, 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 they said like the first couple harvests after the nuclear apocalypse, but they're going to be significantly. Re- and then Ruth has her baby. Yeah. Big thing is like there's no fuel to run like tractors and there's no fertilizer, so all the people left you have to farm everything by hand. So, but Ruth's baby. Yep, she has her baby, and everybody seems really excited. Actually, yes. there is no smiling for the rest of the movie. By the way, mm-hmm. they even like at one point in the movie they've the mo- like this is the like darkest comedy, darkest sketch like piece of it was it the, is very british though is the like fact that at one point they have a bunch of kids watching tv because they've somehow gotten a tv well, up and that's, running that's like that's like near the end that's like 10 years after i know event. but uh, like it, it's it's one of my favorite of this horrible horrible like visual movie of just these kids watching an old BBC program of just going like, what kind of skeleton is this? Well, it's it's like, a we, cat skeleton. It's like a cat, a cat skeleton, <laughs> a bird, a bird skeleton. And like the kids are just like 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 every one of the ch- these children are like wrapped in rags and have like thousand yard stares. Yeah, nobody ever smiles anymore. Yeah, I mean it's already it's already eighties England, so not many smiles going on as it is. <laughs> so following Ruth, Ruth has her kid. Kid grows up. The Basically, language starts to deteriorate. Yeah, I think it's just like the just the since there's no the society is so broken down, and generally people are not like you know they're not having great big roundtable discussions, and you know a lot of people's parents are dead, or they're like what what few kids are there, uh, or probably don't have parents, someone's taking care of them, they're just scavenging. So I think that's supposed to be why the why like language kind of breaks down. And then so Ruth, she she she, she she's like working in the field like prematurely aged by the radiation. She collapses and dies. And then we see Ruth's baby, basically like, uh, well, you would say maybe like 10, 12 years old Yeah, I think she's like 10. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then maybe like a few years later, she goes and is having a bread fight with somebody. And somehow that turns into raping her. I guess. Because that's how she got pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ruth's baby has the baby and the baby dies in this movie. It's awful. It it ends on just as it started. Yep. (laughs) Incredibly depressing. All right. Anything you want to add there, Eric? That's the plot summary. Um, I mean, uh, not, not to the plot summary, but yeah, the the movie is like it's not. It, there's there's like there's there's no music. There's no like creative editing. I mean, Johnny B. Good's in there. Johnny B. Good, they they, they, got, they oh, do. Oh yeah, they have it in the beginning and they have it at the very the, end. Yeah, yep. nice wide shot with like the feet of hanging corpses in the front of it. Yep. Um, yeah, the, the, that was saying. There's no creative editing or like film kind of stuff going on. The movie ends just very abruptly and then you just see silent credits uh there's been no actual like music or anything cues throughout the, enti- throughout the entire movie so it's extremely bleak ending and it doesn't really even tell you like you know is, is society even really going to continue after that 
it does not even try to like lull you into a false sense of security that right. everything will eventually be okay. Yes. And I actually think that that was kind of brilliant on these part because that's what you kind of have to realistically look at in an end of the world kind of a situation. Um, will everything be all right? Probably not. Yeah. And, and if it is, it's definitely not anytime and soon. And if you want to watch that, you know what other, you know what society got really good after the post-apocalypse? Star Trek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... So we still look. We can we can at least pretend that we'll eventually have like Captain Kirk running around. <laughs> oh yeah, after yeah. this. So, yes, that's like that's the plot summary for Threads, and it's it's a real bummer. So uh, you you laid this on us for, because of Thanks Killing. We know. No, uh, I, no. So okay, despite what despite what Sabrina might think, I don't like. I didn't I didn't pick this as some sort of like. Ooh, I'm gonna get them. Like this is a really good movie. It's just like really not fun to watch. No, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just. This was not. This was not uh, I'd been meaning to do this for before you even mentioned the word Thanksgiving. I wanted it with. I wish Matt was here because, like, not because I want to like inflict pain on him, but I thought he thought he would have many things to say about it as well. Yeah, he he might. Um, he he would be an interesting one to find out if he if he had actually might even have seen, seen it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. As said, like this is a this is definitely a movie that you have to really want to feel. Like, to come out with that big brain, like, holy crap, like, that's terrible, I feel bad, but I've taken something away from it mood. Mm-hmm. I, but I, mean, I think I think it's good to watch movies and other, and read things that, that challenge you. Oh, your, absolutely. Your, your comfort zones, and I think this is a good way to, this is one of those movies where it's like, I, 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 I'm, especially me, in, inside, I'm like, I want to, I want to have seen this movie, but it's very unpleasant. So I just gotta, you know, go for it, and eventually I'll watch it. And there's I have several movies like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still not the worst th- movie I've watched that's made me feel bad. Like, I still think Cannibal Holocaust is, but <laughs> I have not. Ooh, that's a famous one. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it oh, later. That, but that's a movie that, like, that, that's like a that's like a video nasty. Like that movie's meant to be as gratuitous as possible. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. it's not like it's the worst movie I've watched that's made me feel bad. This is an exis- just this is existential horror. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's a few of those. Like I, I hear Requiem for a Dream used a lot Oof. in the like, oh god, that's a movie that is good but bad. In it the, is a ride. Have you actually not seen it? No, I've not seen oh, it. Oh mercy, it's rough. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so, movies like that. But then. I don't know. I that's that's why I appreciate it. I I kind of wish. I, I would say also this movie I find very relevant. Not not because the threat of nuclear war has not gone away, but it's, you know maybe perhaps our generation is facing another like you know apocalyptic existential crisis to which the current uh, the current response is entirely comically inadequate. But I can't think of what that is. <laughs> It'll come to me eventually. But anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, I could have sworn that there's something really big, like a big issue, and then people are saying we should do something about it, but then we're not, and it's like really, you know, you know things are changing. It's like heating up. Global warming. Oh, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so it's so, and I feel like this, this is like, I mean, hey, this is. Imagine the post-apocalypse, like, this is, like, the gl- the climate change is the slow burn version of this. I mean, yeah. I, but I also feel like we have been making movies about what would happen if if we do start, if global warming does get worse. Like, we've made so many movies yeah, about that possibility of that. Oh, my gosh. The, the day after tomorrow, for one. No one, and it's been happening for more, like, tw- the past well, 20 years, I but, feel like. But that, but that movie, that's, like, schlock. 
Well, it is. It is. It is the total extreme of something right. that can happen but it's in terms also, but of climate it, but change. But it's also it's a movie of characters, and there's ups and downs, and there's like yeah. you can I, see people doing action stuff. I think that's guy, all- he fights like a. Uh, is the one where he like fights? There's like saber tooth tigers running around. I think there were wolves or something. The like ul- that. something incredibly. The stupid. ultimate problem that I see that is the reason why we haven't had anything like that is that. In this, like, it is a sudden before and after. Yes, like, it's very effective in that. Yeah, yeah. There, th- there's not a way we can we can really do that with like, hey, by the way, the sea levels are going to rise, which is going to cause all cause the world to warm, which is then going to cause all these other well, issues well, uh, to so spiral many, upon well, itself. So many of the more popular movies that talk about it, the thing is, this change is sudden. And the thing is, with global warming, realistically, the change isn't sudden. It's yeah. gradual and over time, well, and the sea level is going to rise gradually and, and all that other stuff. So it's it's obviously it's the not frog as... the frog in the pot analogy. The, well, yeah. It, yeah. Also, it's... Also, the mentality of, well, this isn't obviously not going to happen during my generation, so why should I care? There's actually a lot of people who just think like that. They think, oh, well, it's not going to happen to me, so why should I do anything about it? That's the problem. Actually, interesting to bring that up because uh, in in a way, it's actually kind of the opposite of what that's implied. There are actually more protests going on worldwide in all uh, societies, and it's basically gotten to that point where we all do want things to get better and we do want things to change it's basically an us versus the rich situation and that is what has become very very apparent i've said it before and i've said it again capitalism is the problem yep are you bringing forth forth the eat the rich program again Uh, very much very much so (laughs) i mean the America seems to think that it's not a capitalist society. And I'm just like, how do you think that when so much of our world and even our politics are run by capitalism? I, it, but it's it's also just like, like I think what you're saying is it would be hard to make a movie about this other than just to show like. I mean, a realistic yeah. movie, yeah. I yes. mean. But, but, but like imagine a movie like this because people have talked about this. Like, but the next step is what, what they've termed climate barbarism, which is just like. We're just gonna start machine gunning people at the border. That's that's probably gonna come if we don't uh, make serious changes. No, Climate change that, is causing is causing mass migration across the world because people are fleeing conditions in their own homes. And it's yeah. like, look at look at what we're already doing on the like the borders. Like, we're gonna there's gonna be some like threads like stuff going on. All right, so let's 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 put a knot in threads here. Any any <sighs> last calls on this guy? I'm just saying this movie is more relevant than we might think and not just in the like literal nuclear war context. Uh, yeah, but that's I think that's why it was such a hard thing to watch. And well, to be but honest. that's I I wish more I mean it's not us that are the ones that are like causing it's rich and powerful, but well, no, it's the you are wrong. I, I yes. do, I do feel like people do need to watch the me. Like, is it fun? No, I'm not gonna lie and say it was fun to watch. It's not fun to watch, but it's not fun at all. It's not meant to be fun. No. It's meant to be like, hey, this is what's gonna happen if we don't, you know, like do something about it. But it's all, but it's also one of those things that is so weirdly nihilistic because even in the movie, there are people attempting to do stuff. There are people right. holding protests and holding things. And right, it's like, and this, what yeah, they get rounded right. round up by the government and arrested. But, right. but also this, this movie is worst case scenario. Right. This whole movie is worst case scenario. And, and look at it in the benefit of the fact that movies like this during that particular era did potentially yes. lead to some form of like, change no they yes. did it like the, by the 80s especially in england like it turned largely against like hey, maybe we shouldn't be just totally belligerent nuclear like 
uh, like that be our stance. And I think like there is something to be said. I would say for people where you talk about like preparations for a nuclear war or you know climate barbarism, and just talking about oh, well, just the the preparations themselves just make you inured to the fact that it's going to happen, and you refuse to consider that there's an alternative. Mm. And that's the one thing that people talk about is like all of these inane preparations for nuclear war are stupid. They're pointless. And all they do is they just get people used to the idea that nuclear wars is inevitable. Yeah. Don't normalize the uh, the idea of it. You yeah. Know, do something. And so that's I, I feel like that's one of the reasons why this kind of thing is important is to, to show people like, no, you're not going to your preparations are dumb. Don't even bother like thinking or do anything about like preparing for nuclear. Do something about stopping it. And that's that's kind of I think the, what the one of the important takeaway messages for movies like yeah 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 so. I, I I would definitely say that the movie I would recommend everybody at least watch once yes and probably only once yeah you you don't need to watch it more than once believe yeah. me yeah but, don't let's not vote for people like this yeah yeah I mean it just like I just feel like this much like the way it has here it opens up a lot of doors for discussion on the if you're into having a conversation like that, and you probably should because being aware is better than being ignorant. I yeah, it's one of those like watch, watch it when you're ready, watch it when you're sober, watch it when. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a not a good date movie. No, 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 no. I mean, unless you know you're trying not to do any hanky after your date, you can just put this. <laughs> if you're on. trying to keep pure for your wedding day, then yeah, take your take your your sweetheart to watch Threads. Oh yeah, this is this movie is good birth control, guys. Yeah, good birth control. So uh, if we were in the apocalypse, you'd be like Ruth, huh? <laughs> Uh, all right, that that's it. I'm done. Let's call this. Uh, that that's been threads. Th- everyone, everyone, feel good. Yeah, feel good, everyone. <laughs> Th- thank you so much, Eric. You are my monster, Eric. Um, I, just, I am doing important work. You are, but we still can despise the in, fact that in the this, same way that the Grim Reaper has a very important job. <laughs> Basically, it's, it's just another movie that makes me wonder, Eric. Who are you? <laughs> no one. I, I watched like I saw this. He movie hurts out. himself, I guess. <laughs> but it's 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 important. It's one of those things where I'm like I don't like watching this, but I I I am compelled to make myself informed and watch it. All no, right, you're doing good work. I'm yeah. showing. I'm hoping to show the the varieties also of of some of the wonderful British like media that we get to consume. Mm. See everything from black books to threads. Oh my god, from ripping yarns. Monty Python. So good. (laughs) All right. Uh, So you can, if you've enjoyed this and you want to find more, you can find us at satfriendsclub.com. You can find us on Twitter, Twitter at satfriendsclub. Uh, You can also, we do have the Patreon with all of our great patrons out there, uh, which, by the way, we do have a new patron as well, our (gasps) friend Jesse. Uh, oh. Has uh, joined in and become part of the patron crew, so you can go ahead awesome. and go over there. How many how many rain filled skulls have they brought us uh, this month? <laughs> Not that many, uh, but you can go over there if you like the show and you want to contribute just a little bit. One dollar helps. You can also join our Discord and be part of the Discord group to actually be able to talk and hang out. And, and uh, we do, yeah, at least at least two or three times a year, we take uh, user sele- user selections and very good chance, especially if you're a new patron, we will we will we will go through pretty like much of what you might suggest. Yeah, we'll definitely have at least two times a year, uh, and we do have some fun things coming up with ideas for after we get past the harsh midwinter. Uh, get ready for February. I'm excited for that. Oh, Josh has, <laughs> Josh has got a real like treat for us. Mm, it'll be mm. fun. An entire an entire month.
months dedicated to one actor. One, one, one visionary. Yes. One guy who apparently has a personal knife maker. Mm, wonderful. Uh, so, yeah, you can find us over there. Uh, we will be back next episode for more Saturday Friends fun. Till then, sleep well, everyone. <laughs>